Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, it's 3 p.m. on April 15th, 2017, and you are listening to Journey into Passion with me, Anika S. on Everyday Folks Radio. Welcome to what I always hope will be an hour of inspiration and encouragement for all of us as we continue on our journeys towards our passions. Each show, I hope that you will be able to learn something new and hear something uplifting. I also hope that you will hear something that will change the way you normally do things. So that you will take your journey to the next, to your journey to your passions to the next level. Today, I'm continuing with my series, Inspiration. I have some inspirational posts on my Facebook page at www.facebook.com/journeyintopassion with an EKS, and I will continue to do those posts throughout the month. Shout out to my god brother Jaden Hood. Happy birthday, Jaden! I hope you will enjoy your birthday weekend. If you would like to hear BJ Speaks with Dr. Billy Jones or the ladies of Keeping Up With K-Pop, please visit our show lineup at www.blogtalkradio.com slash everydayfolksradio. We all uh, all thank you for your continued support of all of our shows. And now for my grateful moment. Today I am happy to have Nakia Cook, the owner and operator of Everything Kia LLC, the company that is dedicated to helping you with all of your accounting needs. Nakia is also a senior auditor for the Department of Defense, speaker, mentor, financial coach. And she is here to help us with basic financial advice, last-minute tax advice, as well as help us get ready for the 2017 tax season. I'm thankful that I'm able to have guests like Nakia who come who come to help us with, provide us with helpful information and guide us to success in various areas in our life. That's what's one of the primary goals for this show. So today we are talking finances. If you have any questions or comments for Nakia or myself, please call 347-539-5372. And don't forget to press 1 when you're ready to ask your question or make your comment. Now you can also send me an email to anikepassionjourney at gmail.com. Now, before we begin, I want to just stress that what you're going to hear on the show is for your information. It's not necessarily a specific guide for you. The only way to receive specific answers to have, is to have your one, own one-on-one session, and we will have that information later on in the show. So I want to thank you again for tuning in, and I'm going to bring Nakia on with us. And welcome, Nakia, to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a blessing and an honor to be on your talk show, just to, you know, use this as a platform to get out and um, just educate everyone on finances that we all sometimes um, learn to hate. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Now, I always like to first get to know our um, our guests. So uh, the first thing I want to ask you is about uh, yourself and where you're from and your educational background. I am um, married with two children, um, soon to be 17 and 7. Um, oh, I... Wow. Right. <laughs> Born and raised in Buffalo, New York, um, where I still reside. I um, attended the Academy of Finance here at Lafayette High School, and I furthered my education at DeUville College, um, receiving my Bachelor's of Science in Accounting, um, then went on and received a Financial uh, Management Certification with the government um, also, a, a graduate degree in entrepreneurship uh, with DeVry. Um, so I just continue to try to uh, keep up with um, certifications and, and education, as we all know um, how finances uh, tend to change throughout the years and guidance and, and laws. So I just try to keep abreast on all these changes and keep up so I can be able to give back um, to my community. Excellent, excellent. Now that that's, uh, brings me to the uh, one of the questions because in your description you say that you're a community um, accountant, and uh, so what do you mean by that? Do you serve a specific community, or you just mean community worldwide? Um, I service all communities. However, where I find there's um, a focus on or a need, and where I get caught into the most will be um, low income to middle class. Um, so it's most likely where I'm summoned to go, I go. And if I can be of assistance to wherever it is, then I um, I try to, to get out there and, and assist and help and just give information. But mo- most, the majority of uh, clients that I have are low income to middle class. Okay. And how did you get into finance? Um my dad, honestly, was a huge influence. Um, like seeing him work in the command centers um, through banking through all the years, it always sparked my interest how um, accounting just opened up. It can open up just doors to many um, opportunities and careers. So I figured, well, you know, you're always going to need money. You want money, so why not learn about money? And that's what I, I did, basically. And I um, <laughs> always just honed into that and tried to keep uh, – just keep open and in mind that because accounting in that world, I mean, you can go into auditing is what I do now. I mean, I started off as a staff accountant and accounts payables. I mean, I started from writing everything out by hand and um, <laughs> like doing T accounts. Wow. And it's just it's just how it changes um, throughout the years with softwares and things of that nature. So um, I think he was just – he was a, a major contributor to me wanting to go into – um, finance and uh, accounting because I've seen him do it and I, and I thought it was interesting so I just kept with it and kept up with it throughout my high school and college career. Okay. Now you're the owner and operator of Everything Kia. I hope I'm pronouncing that that right. Everything Kia LLC, which I read is dedicated to providing financial education to the community as we were talking about earlier and by offering personal and business financial coaching as well as bookkeeping and tax preparation. And for my listeners, you can go to www.everythingkia, that's everything, K-I-E-A.com, and um, check, out, check out more information. And we're going to talk more about that a little bit later in the show. But um, the first thing I want to do is I just want to kind of dive into it because I know that uh, most people, uh, this is tax, you know, the tax deadline is around right. the corner. And so um, it's the 18th this year. 
And so for our listeners, what is the absolute dead deadline? Is it 12, feet, 12, uh, 12 midnight on the 18th? Yes, it is. It's April 18th at midnight. Get everything in prior to that date. So you'll be safe from owing any penalties and from um, the IRS. Um, so, but you can, because I know um, looking through things, with that deadline being April um, 18th this year, I know I received a lot of questions too, like why is it on the 18th and, and not the normal day? Right. You know, why is it uh, pushed back? Well, of course, there's some history behind that. <laughs> Rather than the traditional date of April 15th, um, for the 2016 tax return um, deadline, April 15th, obviously, which is today, falls on a Saturday. So that will usually um, move the filing date to Monday, which will be April 17th. However, that's Emancipation Day, which is a legal holiday in the District of Columbia. So we observe mm. on that Monday, which pushes the nation's filing date to Tuesday, April 18th. So under the tax law, legal holidays in the District of Columbia – affect the filing date across the nation. So that's the reason why okay. it has been moved. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Yes, that's interesting. Okay. And <laughs> so now at this point, if you haven't filed your taxes yet, what are the – let's just go by single person and we'll go family. So as a single person, what are the most important documents you have got to get right now? Um, right now it would be your W-2, obviously, and that um, you should have gotten that – um, w-2 form in january by your employer employer and they could be penalized mm-hmm. if you haven't received that already so i would um contact irs you can go to irs.gov or i'll give important numbers um later on on what on who you should contact for that however of course if you have more income sources it becomes um more complex so those 1099 forms um that you may have and all those you should have received between mid uh, between January and mid February, but if you're single, just your W two and your health um, form, um, and that's just saying that you had health care coverage because that is a question that is asked um, through tax software, through your tax accountants, and um, even if you were to file yourself on paper, that that is asked if you have health insurance. So for individual your current W-2 or your 1099 miscellaneous gains. Um, it's a whole, it's a tons of forms out there, but um, most likely where I see just the, the simple form for the 1040 uh, filing is just your W-2, your health insurance, and if you have any dependents. Okay. And what if you do have dependents? Yeah. What, now if you have, any, what additional? Mm-hmm. You would want to make sure that you have their Social Security number, as well as um, in health insurance for them also. That's a big push, uh, push this year, um, just so everybody can understand that you do need um, health insurance. Um, so make sure you, you know that, your Social Security number. And if you um, pay for child care, that's also um, a deduction. So you want to make sure you have your um, child care provider's information, their uh, EIN number, um, or if you um, have an in-home um, person who provides care for your child, you want to make sure, of course, having those receipts that you have their social security number so that can properly be documented within the software or um, on the 1040 um, tax form when filing, when doing your preparation for taxes. So just make sure you have all this uh, document. So it's always good to have a bookkeeper, but if you don't have one, then I would say just be clear and organized 
with all your information. So the easiest way to do it is to pop it in Excel to me um, or just okay. or write it out. Just knowing your expenses um, that you have for child care, how much you get, just save those receipts because it will be easier for your um, tax accountants or a person you go to to provide um, your tax preparation to to understand where uh, these expenditures are coming from. And you said EIN number. What is that? Um, that is the number at which uh, a person should have if they're in business. It is not tied to your Social Security number. That's their business Social Security number, um, so to speak. Um, and if you're in business, you should have a tax identification number. So that's just your employer identification number. Um, and that's mm -hmm. what the government uses um, when um, identifying businesses versus a person when looking at taxes or any form of open up a business account and anything in that nature. So that's your employer identification number. Now, if somebody's listening and says, uh-oh, okay, I don't have half of what she just said, I'm freaking out, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do, what can they do to get an extension, or is it possible to get an extension? You can get an extension. But here's the caveat to get an extension. Everyone says, well, you know, I, I waited, you know, this year, or I knew that I owe, so I was waiting. I hear that a lot. And that's a big no-no. If you know you owe mm -hmm. and you wait, or you're waiting to file, you want to file an extension, you can go and file a paper form um, for personal taxes. I'm going to speak on personal, and that's a form um, 4868. And mm -hmm. you have to enclose a payment of your estimate taxes due. So you still have to make a payment of your estimate taxes that you would think would be due when filing for an extension. However, if you don't owe and you know you're receiving a refund, then you don't you can it's no um penalties for filing an extension for personal income taxes. And you can get an electronic extension and that form is also online irs.gov and um that's the 4868 form again. But if you owe taxes, you still have to pay. And it's up to you or if you have a tax accountant to just go through and say, if they just run the numbers and you say, oh, well, you know, this year you're roughly all about $1,500, then you do have to enclose um, in a, a payment for that amount. Or you can ask uh, for an, um, uh, a payment plan. Also, mm -hmm. however, I know a lot of people always say, you know, I know I owe this year, so I'm going to wait. It's not, I don't advise people to wait just because you owe. That's okay. not good because you get a 5% penalty of unpaid tax. It's so much more that comes to you waiting and for you not filing right. rather often. Right, right. Okay. All right. Now, um, if you're a business owner, and um, I'm, I'm going to put this on my um, site because I found something. I like the NOLO, N-O-L-O dot com uh, site, and um, I have a link to something that kind of explains the different ways that you can file the sole, sole proprietorship, partnership, limited partnership, LLC, non-for-profit, or cooperative. And, of course, you know, we don't have time, obviously, to go through all of those different things. But as business owners, um, what do you generally, generally need? Because I know there's all kinds of specifics, but what do you generally, generally need before filing? An organized book of your um, receipts and expenses. And this goes mm -hmm. for, I say an organized book. What I mean is because um, a lot of people have their, their receipts and they're just in a, a Ziploc bag or a shoebox. 
But to be organized with those is that they're already written out. So you know for traveling for the year, you spent maybe $5,000. But you have that proof right behind that travel um, expense with all those those receipts tallied up. Um, for mileage, there's a lot of uh, quick uh, apps out there or, or you just um, tracking your mileage that you have for your taxes um, to have down. Um, you would also, obviously, you need your uh, whatever you spent for advertising expenses. Um, just make sure you have these things documented because it's so much easier when um, going in and filling out that Schedule C, which is your business expenses. Uh, so just being organized. And it, as you mentioned, um, that site will uh, extremely help with with knowing the sole proprietorship partnership, you know, your LLC because there's many different ways you can file. Um, you know, being an LLC, you can file under your personal to just uh, mitigate some of that liabilities. So there's several different ways. So I would also um, advise people to speak with a, um, an attorney to assist with understanding what um, type of business and how you file your um, taxes works best for them in their situation, especially startup businesses out there. But for uh, sole purposes of your taxes, just make sure you have a clean, clear um, uh, documentation set up. So your advertising expenses, you know, when you uh, purchase computers, um, your home office, which can be within your home, um, that square footage that you can have and, and write off your telephone expenses, your light bill, your gas bill. Um, there's all certain amount of percentages you can write off on your taxes for this. So um, just keep, um, you know, just open on your bills that you have and mindful that your bills you pay for personal because they can be written off for your business as well. Oh, okay. That's good to know. That is good to know. Yes. Now, if you have any questions or comments for Nakia or myself, please call 347-539-5372. And once you're connected, make sure you press the number one on your keypad to let me know that you have a question or comment. And if you just want to send me an email, you can do so at to anikepassionjourney at gmail.com. Now, make sure you stay with us because towards the end of the conversation, we'll be talking the 2017 tax season. So you don't want to miss it. Now, before we get back to taxes, um, I want to get to a couple of services that you have. Now, on your website, Everything Kia, um, you say you have – it's very interesting because one of the things that caught my eye is you have a workbook on Create Space. It has a very catchy title, and it's called I Check and I'm Balanced. I like that. Yes. <laughs> and you also have T-shirts and mugs and a bookmarker. And so, and you, and anybody who goes to everythingkia.com can go to shop, and that's where you can see it. And so, what can we expect in that workbook? I, finances, it, it's all a mental state. Your your money, your cash flow is all a mental state, and what you do with it, it's all mental to me. So that workbook, excuse me, would just get you in a mindset of knowing what triggers your spending, what triggers your savings. And even if you're on a path to great um, financial stability, it will assist you with understanding um, how to be mindful of your spending. And it starts from the basics. It's saying, okay, what do you like to spend money on? Um, you know, who who do you care for? Um, what Where is your money being allocated to? And I also added um, a, a mini budget sheet in the back, in the balance sheet for your personal finances or business. So it really hones in on your triggers and why you spend the way you spend. And then it goes into how can we change this? How can we change the scope of um, your spending habits? 
and, and why you feel you should spend it or, you know, keeping up with the jo- Joneses. And it really just, um, you know, it try to, tries to mitigate that negative aspect of cash because sometimes we tend to think, okay, when our money comes in our hand, we just we spend we just spend it, or I have bills, or, or you know, I, I, I hate the word I'm broke, and I just try to get rid of all that. The book is, is positive. Like, I'm an optimist, but I'm also a realist. So I feel that mm-hmm. um, you have to have hope, and you have to have understanding of how your cash um, flows. And, and it's your money, and, and you need to understand, and the real, to be realistic, you do, we all have expenses. You know, we all have bills that we need to pay, but the most important thing that we can do is pay ourselves first. And, and um, I think that book just allows that workbook allows everyone to really just start, just start, you know, just, it, mm-hmm. it takes time. And when people think of, of their money, they just, they try to shy away from it. And, and they just, you know, and I think when you shy away from it, you spend recklessly and you don't um, right. understand the power that you have and what you can obtain with what you have. And I don't care if, you know, people think I'm going to make a minimum wage to, you know, people that's making six figures. It's all about what you do with the money that you have because we can all invest. We all have the tools and the power, and we all know. We just need to know what to do and how to do it. And that's my primary goal and focus is just helping individuals come because um, I've been through some things, and I tell people all the time, like, I'm not perfect. You know, we all mm-hmm. we all have um, had some type of, of, of debt. In our life, um, I, I, like I mentioned earlier, I went to school, student loans. That's a massive debt that um, that people acquire, especially, you know, when obtaining their degree. So that workbook right. would just open your eyes to a whole lot of things. And, um, you know, I encourage individuals to, to just purchase that and go through it. And then call me and talk to me about it. Like, you know, what's going on? Let's, let's get the coaching together so we can just um, filter through it and get you on a road to, um, you know, financial success, whatever that success means for you. Cause there's no, there's no one way blueprint out there. And you also have, um, you help with personal plans, what you call intentional mapping and execution of your plans. I thought that was interesting. Tell us more about that. Um, well, that's ice. I, I, my ice plan and that's inspire, create and educate. So there's, um, there's levels, um, in my opinion to anything. So, um, my inspire level is just getting to know you, and that's understanding your net worth. And, and you know, that good old uh, accounting equation: your assets minus, minus your liabilities equals your um, your owner's equity, your net worth. So I take that on a personal level, and we get into understanding. You know, this is how much you make income from all aspects of your life, um, and everything that you do to all the expenses that you have, no matter what it is, um, your debt to, expense, to expenses, and we'll probably get into that later. And then this is what you're worth right now. This is what you're worth today. Now, what can we do to, if you want to keep it the same way, what can we do to increase that and how to budget and, and have a balance sheet for um, your household and how, um, and then the next steps in there is just to, um, it's just to create. Now we're going to create more income. We're going to get um, now investments. We're going to start uh, saving, and we're going to um, push. Just just push the limit a little bit and get out your comfort zone. So that's my creating space uh, phase. And then you're educate. Now that you're educated on understanding your net worth, and now that you're educated on understanding how much you have money set aside for savings, and you have money now set aside to go ahead and invest. Now we're going to educate yourself on going out there and now you have your insurances you have your, it's a really a plan that's set up for you to do everything you need to do by yourself 
because my, my goal is for you to be educated on everything that you have personally so you can go ahead and bring this to the next person that comes into your life, especially your, your kids, because I always talk about mm-hmm. um, just diminishing those generational curses, and that's leaving debt for your kids. We don't want that anymore. We don't want um, right. our kids to have to take on our debt or them, you know, living in um, our debt currently. So, therefore, I think the education piece is the most important because you're bringing in all those three steps together. So that's what my um, ICE model is, and it's intentional. What I mean by intentional is that here's a mini blueprint. We talk about it. Like I always say, you know, what is it that you want? Because it's not, it's not what I want for you or what I see. I can use mm-hmm. my educational background to give you guidance. However, this is what you want. If you say by the end of the year you want 100K, we're going to work towards that 100K, but you have to be all stops in. Like I'm very passionate when it comes to finances. <laughs> and, 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 like I'm, I'm on it. I guess I must be an auditor in me. I do not know what it is, but I'm on it when it comes to that. And I, just, and I want people to want it just as much as I want it for them. <laughs> so I'm just very intentional when it comes to that. <laughs> now, you said something very, and I want to make sure I point that out because you said something very important. Assets minus liabilities equals network. I want to make sure yes. that that, yes, I want to reiterate that. And so now one of the things that is tough for a lot of people, especially um, because, you, like you said, you, you deal with um, low-income um, households, and one of the things that's so difficult is to save because you're thinking, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I could barely pay anything. How in the world am I supposed to save? And so what would you tell that person? Um, well, first and foremost, um, uh, I will want a person to at least have um, a minimum of $1,000. Everyone should have $1,000 set aside and saved somewhere. That is a minimum of an emergency fund that you should have is $1,000. And I know it's difficult. I know it's tough. But if you think about it, that $1,000 can be saved by you just scratching out some simple things you do day to day. I'm sorry, that Tim Hortons or Starbucks that you get every day. You can, I think they even went up. I think it's $2.01 now. I don't even know where the penny came from, but it is. But you can cut that out for a month and be on the way to that $1,000. That should be a minimum. So if anything happens that's a quick emergency that you need within your household, um, you have that $1,000 saved. So that is the minimum that you should get. And that is just just cutting out some things you have or even things that you have in your household that you no longer need, you can sell it. Facebook has an awesome um, uh, page right now. We can sell your your items and by a push of a button and people can pay you cash um, in so many ways. Have a yard sale. Just get that $1,000 um, saved up on the side. And I understand it may be tough for some people, but um, if you really think about it and you really um, hone in to what you spend money on, that can be um, got within 30 days, um, that $1,000. And then going into um, savings, for most, you know, if you do have that um, $1,000 saved or if you're working towards that, then it's also, um, you know, other savings that um, you should have. Everyone should at least have that minimum of um, 6 to 12 months of their expenses. And I know that seems like a lot, especially when you don't know what your expenses are. Um, Right. Totally. That's just sitting down and, and knowing, you know, what your um, electricity bill is and your gas and your um, your expenses that you have during your day. But that can be just roughly 20% of your income, and that should go in an account. 
And some people even stop it after they get to their six, their six to 12 months um, of expenses, and they just have that in an interest-bearing account just being held. So that can be another option, but just make sure you have that $1,000 first, and then you go into your 20% of your income. And then you also, um, in a regular savings account, you should have 10% of your income going in. And I know it's a lot of figures going out there, but it's all um, to your individual circumstances because, you know, some people, um, uh, their income as well as their living expenses may be more or less than the next person. So those are just the general guidelines that people get, but, of course, they can be tweaked. And then going in um, mm-hmm. with tides and your, um, your tithes and offering, um, my personal opinion, there's no set amount that should be given. However, it is to be given prior to what is left over. That's when you're really and truly given from the heart. And that's just my own personal um, belief on that. And um, there's several calculators out there, but I know, like, say if you're, if you're a household income that makes about uh, roughly 4500 then, you know, that 10% is $375 um, a month. And you can even take that figure and use it for that 10% of income that I told you to go into your um, savings account. You know, and I, I mean, I am an accountant, so that's $86 per week, 12 per, you know, <laughs> per week and $86 per month, excuse me. So um, mm-hmm. you can tweak those numbers um, yourself. Or, you know, I, I advise you just to go to accountant so you can really hone in to know what you can afford and what you can't. But that amount can be included, that 10% um, within your budget. So it's just right off the top. So you can actually just set it up right off the top. When you get your check, just have these deductions done so that way it's out of out of sight, out of mind, right? Yes, that's exactly what I do. To, um, to be honest, I know people, a lot of people hear that seven accounts that one should have, and a lot of people get scared. And they're like, oh, my God, what is that? And usually that's like a family emergency savings, that 20% I talked about, then your family regular savings, that's that 10%. Um, you have a family check-in and home-based account, and this account is where all your bills can be paid from. You know, it's mm-hmm. all set up to how, you know, your household works, but this is just an example. And then you have a wife's check-in account where her bills <laughs> or her um, expenses come out of. Then the same thing with your um, husband's check-in account, and then your um, health savings account, and then a slush fund. And that uh, slush is optional, and that's like just a jar of spare change. And that's just your fund money account. But I, I tell people the most important thing that you can do when even looking into a budget or looking to setting up account is that you must pay yourself first. Because if you don't pay yourself first, then you will get frustrated um, when you even think to uh, – to the notion of money or see cash, you know, a lot of things come out of that. Depression, you know, you, I mean, you don't want that in stress. And as I was earlier, you don't, you don't want to have those things. So always pay yourself first and always do something for you to make you feel good because you work for it, honestly. And I'm not saying go out, you know, you get your next check and you go buy a jet or, you know, a yacht <laughs> or anything like that. But just a mini thing, something that makes you happy at that moment. You know, just do that so that you can feel comfortable. But, just, you know, just make sure you at least have that minimum of $1,000 set aside somewhere um, and then go into your uh, expenses that you have for the month. <laughs> Right. Now, thinking of now, I always I'm always thinking of all of the, all of my listeners, and I know many of us like like myself, as, as, you know, as as Christians, I'm sure you as well. Um, we pay our our first ten always goes to um, tithes, and so mm-hmm. in that case, you know, after but you do even when you do that, you do have to make sure 
that you put aside um, a percentage of your income to, for savings. So if you can do that first 10 and you do um, 10% into your regular savings and that, you know, like you said, that could, that could seem like a lot, but it's just so important to have a savings because things, life happens. You have to be able to take mm-hmm. care of it, and, and you, have to, you have to also think about your future. Right, right, exactly, right. exactly. Yeah. And, of course, the, the other type of savings is uh, retirement. And so when, when it comes to retirement, what, do you, what, what kind of suggestions do you have? Um, with the retirement funds, I always tell people if um, if you're employed uh, currently, this is, um, you know, at the time not for the entrepreneurs right now, but if you're employed and your employer matches your 401K or your TSP account, um, put that, put match that because that is pre-tax dollars and and that money goes in and that is that is your money. So I always tell people to I believe um, some of them are, are three percent. Like you match those dollars because if they match what you put in, that is a win-win situation. So I highly suggest um, your retirement um, within a 401k or a TSP, whatever um, your setup was on a TSP is a uh, federal that you um, match those pre-tax dollars. Now, I also um, know, I think um, uh, it was Fidelity, I believe, like they did a calculation like for every $1,000 of a monthly income that you expect during your retirement, they have like different thresholds that you should be saving monthly. So say for um, the, to the listeners out there, like for $160, you should be saving monthly at the age of 25, and then at 35, it's $270 monthly. And if you start at 45, um, age 45, it's $500. If you start at age 55, it's $1,154 that you should be saving monthly per that $1,000 mm-hmm. you need to get back for retirement. So mm-hmm. um, it's all set up on that individual because I know um, uh, some people, um, they do match out their um, 401K um, plans, and um, some don't. And also regular savings, kind of difficult because we all, I mean, how the government runs and operates, you may not get the same, um, your return on investment as you would uh, within your your retirement funds. And that's all based on an in- individual because there's so many out there, you know, your uh, your CDs, your money market accounts. Um, but I would highly suggest uh, talking to an accountant on um, just getting that. And there's tons of free webinars out there also um, that I'm going to uh, put up on my site actually, um, actually after this, and I'm going to create a resource tab for everyone to go see. If you can just uh, to understand what retirement and what savings account works best for you because there isn't a one-size-fits-all um, for this. But uh, I did like how Fidelity did calculate that, how much you should start saving at least a month on every $1,000 you want to get back um, in monthly income from retirement. So um, that's a little tool that I'll uh, put up there as well. But I do highly okay. suggest maxing out those dollars. Okay. Now, if you can believe it, we're um, already um, already have less than 30 minutes left in the show. And so one of the things I know, it goes by so fast. And so one of the things I want to make, mention is that I met you through Len Demons, uh, who is the CEO yes. and founder of Financial Demons. Thank you. Uh, CEO and Financial Solutions. Um, she has. A, she's okay. She is a, the CEO and founder of Financial Solutions, and has a Facebook group, a closed Facebook group called Create a Better You, which is um, one of the groups that I actually uh, got involved with. And um, 
And well, what she does is she, she wants members to add value to their daily life and begin their journey of inner peace while moving towards a debt-free lifestyle. I just love yeah. that. And so um, then shout out, Lynn, shout out to you. Thank you so much yes, thank you. Uh, for You're all welcome. that you do. Yes, and you can actually go on YouTube. I saw some, some of her uh, videos. Uh, D as in David, E-M-M as in Mary, O-N-S, Enterprise. And that's how you can find her on YouTube. So I just wanted to give her a shout-out. And also, uh, you, you guys have the webinar series called Be Fearless. Had a few technical issues, but it's okay um, because there's a lot of uh, good information out there. So, and it's called Be Fearless, and I'm quite sure that you you guys probably will have some other things coming up in the future, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, the mindset awesome. of money, just you know, we talk about maximizing your take home pay, generating more income. You know, it's a lot of uh, good information out there. Awesome, awesome. Now, um, I want to get to, let's see, I'm looking at my emails. I want to get to one. It's uh, from Rachel in Seattle who asked, um, I'm, I just have so much going on, and it's how do you keep your finance? I'm trying to re- read her email. Okay, here it is. Um, how can we keep our finances organized, especially when we're trying to prepare for um, a season like this, tax season? What are your tips? Um, to create um, basically an organized filing system, I would say to start by cleaning up your um, bank and credit accounts. Um, that's a, I don't want to say simplest method, but um, a lot of banks that um, we currently bank with have a, has a tool online where you can click, and it separates all your expenses for you. Um, and, it, and it creates a, a, chi, a, a pie chart for you, and it lets you know where your money is being allocated to. Um, within your how your um, swipe is basically, and, and how you um, uh, withdraw money from the bank. So I would honestly, I know it's kind of tedious, but if you can even take ten minutes, ten to fifteen minutes out of each day, and just sitting here and saying, okay, this is what I have. Right now, we're in the second quarter, so April is a good a good uh, start month um, to begin organizing your finances. So just start by how much money you have come in. You can use uh, personal financial software such as QuickBooks, um, but just write down the income you have in for your household and then start with your basic expenses. Like I mentioned, your gas, your light, your telephone bill, you know, if you own a home, your taxes, uh, your rent, your mortgage, and then um, look at it clear and concise. Keep it clear and concise. Um, you don't have to go into too much detail, but just at least get that overview in the start start point. So once you have those mm-hmm. things, you can subtract those and see how much money you have left over, and that is essentially uh, your your net income, what you have for your household to um, put aside in savings. So I know it's a pretty it's difficult and it's a lot of work, but just start with your basics um, by writing everything out. Get you a washboard, I mean um, a whiteboard rather, and just write everything out if you can. And just start there. Just start writing down something. Yeah. I personally, um, like you were saying before, spreadsheets, that that works great for me. Excel spreadsheets has it all lined up, and it's it's great. So I know you mentioned that earlier, and I like that. Uh, Rain Atlanta asks, what are some of the biggest financial mistakes people make? Um, the biggest financial mistakes people make is loaning out money. Mm-hmm. Learn to say no. Mm. Oh. Learn to say okay. no. 
<laughs> I, I understand people. That's why the $1,000 is always great to have. That's why I push that so great. So you won't have to ask. However, I understand people fall into horrible times, but the 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 most thing that that person can do is loan out money. Because just think, you're giving an a interest-free loan to someone and that you can potentially never give back. So that's money that you worked hard for that you know, you're not getting you're not getting it back. I mean, that's not a notes payable. That's not anything. So I mean, that's the biggest mistake a person can make is loaning money, because you're wow. giving it to someone, you're not earning anything from it, and you may not get it back. And as I mentioned earlier, it's paying yourself first, what people don't do, and that's how you get into those pitfalls of of just um, you know just being um, you know it, it's okay to be selfish. I tell people it's okay to say no. And it's okay mm-hmm. to pay yourself amongst anything because you're because you work and you work hard. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now I just got another email and it says, "Hi, Nikkei. My question is, what percentage of your income would you suggest to pay yourself?" That's something we were talking about earlier, and so just kind of go back over that as far as what your percentage of your income that you should pay yourself. The depending on um. All your expenses, and it's, you have to take into fact too if you have debt, because um, uh, you want to make sure you pay those off. And that's you can do that by the snowball or avalanche effect. Um, I can have it on my website too to uh, give more information. But I would also I would always say five percent, um, just put aside. And I honestly I do this biweekly. I don't do this on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. I do it by biweekly. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just for those little times where you know you you just want you know me personally I like pedicures and manicures just just something that that makes me feel good uh, going out so I would say five percent five percent you can okay. do that however which way you can set that up um, monthly or biweekly if you even get paid on on a, on a weekly basis I would still say stick to that um, biweekly okay all right thank you very much all of you for your uh, emails I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you tuning in as well. And if you have questions, you still have time, just send me an email to anikepassionjourney at gmail.com. Or if you're on the call now, just press the number one. Let me know you're ready to ask a question. Or you can call 347-539-5372. Thank you once again for all of you tuning in. Okay, we are down to the last 18 minutes, so I'm going to kind of go through. I have so many questions to ask you, but... Time will not permit. So I'm just going to go into the 2017 tax season. And so do you think there's anything that we can expect that might be new next year? Um, of course, uh, tax codes change all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And they, they change on a daily basis. But if you need any specific, specific um, assistance or um, – they do have some automated systems to let you know what's going on right now. For um, individuals, I can give that number out really quick. That's um, 800-829-1040, and that's the taxpayer assistance line. And you just need to make sure you have um, your personal, your Social Security number um, readily available because they can tell you the situation that's closest to you and that's unique to you. And for businesses, that's 800-829-4933. But just, just keep um, just keep your eyes open um, for things that you see on um, social social media because uh, with the government right now and um, and the things that's taking place, we will have some additional uh, 
I guess, codes and things, because as we know this year, how everything was pushed back with the earned income credit and adoption um, tax credit and how that caused for some late um, refunds and late filing. So um, just expect. I always tell people to expect um, some additional changes because um, we no longer will see that uh, health care um, question on there, I believe, for next year. So just keep um, your ears and eyes open for different um, changes. But those okay. numbers can great with you too. So for the individuals, 800-829-1040. And what is it for the business again? And then for the business, it's 800-829-4933. Okay, excellent, excellent. Now, if you have a life change, say you moved or you had a, a, had a child or got married, what are some of the things that you should do first um, to prepare yourself for next year? Um, the first thing you should do is, you can notify irs.gov, and that's Form 8822 for the change of address. You can also call them, um, and that number that was given earlier uh, would can navigate you through the system to get you through that also. Um, however, you need to contact your employer. Update your health care as well as your W-4 form. And I can't tell you how important this is. Even if you don't have a life-changing event, everyone should go and check your W-4 form. Look at your... Um, withholdings that you have out right now, because even owning a home can change that situation. But if you have a life-changing event, please you can go to healthcare.gov and um, look at the specifics for your healthcare changes and your um, irs.gov for managing your tax life after your taxes after a life event. So I would highly suggest contacting your employer, updating your healthcare and updating that W-4 form. W-4 and IRS.gov address change should be the first that you will go to because that W-4 form um, has the understanding of what how many taxes should be taken out of your check. And, of course, that's um, navigated by how many allowances that you have within your household. Okay. And as, now if you've gone from just going to H&R Block or having somebody else prepare, but you just things have simplified for you, you just, feel like you can just um, do it yourself. Um, how, how do you transition into just doing it on your own, and what are some of the best ways to file on your own? <laughs> Who, this is hard for an accountant to say, to tell a person to file. <laughs> <laughs> However, right. you can use um, TurboTax has a freedom edition, and the IRS, the IRS.gov, honestly, I know it's a hassle sometimes that people say, um, but to me, it's easier to navigate through. If you go to irs.gov and your income is below $64,000, there are free filing software tools. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, when you go into that, that site, you just don't click, just don't click through the buttons. So if, they, if you say, okay, you're head of household and they're asking you questions, don't click just to click. Please read because you're missing out on money that, potentially belongs to you. So don't click just to click. Just actually read and understand. If you don't know, there's always a help button. Ask questions to the community. Uh, my my phone number is up there. My email is on my website. You can ask questions. Like It's people here to help. So I highly suggest that you go and look at that. You can also, if, you're, if your income is below 64000 you can go to VITA. And those are within Vita or Vita, and those are within uh, many different um, communities, and they assist individuals uh, with that underneath that income threshold, and they offer free tax services. So 
you want to go for you want to go for the free, but also make sure you're reading, understanding what you're putting in. And if your income is above sixty four thousand dollars, your household income, there are free fileable forms that you can complete and mail in. So you can get your taxes done for free, and you can um, navigate through the system. It's just make sure you're reading, you're understanding what you read. And if you don't know, just click that help button or call that um, that tax number I gave earlier, and there are individuals there to help you. Now, what if you filed and you realize, oh, man, I made a mistake, and you've already hit send, it's gone. How should you handle that? Um, It depends on what – if you use the software or you went to your tax accountant, of course, you should go back to your tax accountant. But if you did it yourself, I would say just go back into that program and click amend return. And at this point – if you don't have all the necessary information, I would click on file an extension so you can make sure you're getting everything. And you can also amend the return if you receive your refund. Now, depending on what the situation may be, if you have more um, income to add, you may have to give some of that money back with owing, or you may receive some additional um, money. But you can click on amend the return, and it will navigate you on how to complete what you need to um, amend. And, and in your opinion, what is, when is the best time to file um, your taxes? Um, I, in my opinion, I always say mid, like mid-February, because you want to make sure you get all of your forms sent out from your employers, from um, those 1099 forms that I mentioned, your um, student loan interest payments. You want to make sure that you receive everything from everyone because a lot of people say, oh, I received this, so they try to go and, and fill out next year. And that's not that's not really um, good or men. So I just want people to make sure. I think that mid to end of February is a good time to file because you have all your, um, you know, your health savings, health savings accounts and you have all the documents that you need or you should have them by then. And if you don't, then you can um, call the employer or even IRS, and they give you a number to just file many grievance against that company because you should have your forms then. So I would say um, mid to the end of um, February. And if you can um, get away from those advanced increases, because I know people like their money and they want their money now, then I would suggest mm-hmm. um, staying away uh, from those also. And um, you will you will get uh, your grievance. Okay. All right. And so uh, going back to an email, Lily from California asks, what you, what should you watch out for when getting your refund, especially if you get it f- and faster, if you want to get it faster than the normal time frame? Um, make sure, as mentioned, you watch out uh, for those. Because a lot of people, when they do their taxes, they don't understand that um, the software charges a fee as well as the uh, processing company that processes the returns, charge a fee, and then it's another fee coming in to give you your money. So make sure you watch out for those fees and you understand um, what is being taken out of your refund prior to hitting that submit button. And I know some people are against those uh, net spend cards, but you can put the money on there for free and um, just go to your bank and deposit that money into your account. So just make sure you're aware of the fees that um, happen and and is associated with you receiving your money um, earlier especially with those softwares. It may say free, but, however, there are fees associated with receiving your money um, more quickly or even through those uh, trust accounts that those um, softwares hold your money in before you're getting it. Okay. 
All right. Now, just um, we have a, a few more minutes, and I want to get back to your uh, site, Everything Kia, because you also have uh, T-shirts, a mug, and a uh, bookmark on your on your site. And so, tell us about the T-shirt. Um, the T-shirt is many blessings. Um, I have uh, that shirt up there because, um, like I said, P four thirteen is in my. Um, is on my side also. You know, I just believe you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And I and I just wish many blessings upon everyone and anyone uh, that I come in contact with and that I don't. And I just want to be an inspiration to the next person. And I want them to know that I genuinely care and that, um, you know, I hold the blessings that God has given me. I know he's blessed me with so much that it's, that I have to give back. It's no ifs and buts about it, is that I have to do this. Because although I have a position with the government, I know that he blessed me with, he still put something on my heart to go out there and help. So that's what I do, and that's what I intend to do. So it's the mini blessing shirt out there. And those proceeds go to my Everything Kia project, where I go and I assist teens on um, financial and career success. And that's whatever it means to them, from um, getting a job, from savings accounts, um, to, um, you know, teen pregnancy and prevention, um, all those things, because I was a teen mom also. So I know the importance of finding resources. And I know some people aren't as determined or hungry or, or optimistic as I am. So I put that on myself to go out and give them for the teen because I, cause, you know, just God blessed me with that. So I went out and I did it, so it's like I, I need to be a blessing upon someone else and give that back. So that's why I consider myself everything here because I figure myself as a one-stop shop. You get in, you get it done. And if I'm not able to give you that resource, I will find someone that can uh, get it and do it for you. Um, so that that's the many awesome. blessings. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but I, I'm just very passionate about helping and just assisting people because um, I know the people who help me, and it's it's I, I have to give back. Like I know. It, it is it's something that I have to do. And then I check and I balance. That's like, girl, you got it. Girl, God, you got it. You're checking your balance. Just, you know, you go out there and, you know, the blessings that's put upon you, give it to someone else because you reap more blessings. And that's all it is to it. And so it's the Every, Everything Kia Foundation. Is that correct? Um, Everything Kia Project. And that's just all Project. the team okay. um, yes, that comes in. And then I um, assist them. Um, like I said, with just job placement and uh, resume, just a ton of things. Whatever they ask for, usually I try to assist them in any way I can. Like I said, if I can't, I um, I divert them and give them to a person that can um, assist because I, I believe we all need to help each other. And once we help each other, then I mean, okay. everything will work way more smoothly and better. And then you know, we'll all be better. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. And so one more thing I want to, because we're down to the last five minutes, and so I want to see if I can get in really quickly. You have something called um, accounting analysis. Can you tell us about that? Oh, just real quickly, I'm just really big in financial ratios. <laughs> so that's just um, basically your mathematical comparison of your um, financial statements or your accounts. Um, the biggest one is your debt-to-equity ratio. And what that is, it's just um, a risk for corporations or creditors or prospective creditors, um, and that's just your liabilities uh, divided by your stockholders' equity. So I really hone in to looking at a person's, and you can do this on your personal accounts or your business, but for businesses, I just really hone in looking at their balance sheets, and I say, okay, well, you know what? Completed these mathematical ratios, and there's tons of them out there. We can assess what your um, what your market value your company is today, or your book value, or you know just um, how stability, how stable 
um, profitable or valuable your company is or the project that you're working on right now. So I'm just really big in um, analysis and doing uh, mathematical awesome. comparisons. Okay, we are less than five minutes away for the end of the show, and so I want to give you a chance for any final thoughts. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for this opportunity, and thanks to Lynn um, for allowing me um, to do this. I greatly appreciate it. It's such a blessing to be able to, um, you know, just speak and give some um, knowledge back. And as mentioned earlier, you can go to everything here, E-V-E-R-Y-T-H-I-N-G-K-I-E-A.com, and um, get tons of information there. You can follow me on uh, Facebook, Everything Kia LLC, and Everything Kia on Instagram and Twitter. And, you know, just anything you need, any help that you need, just um, send me an email or, uh, you know, all the information is on my website. And, again, I thank you so much um, for allowing me to come on um, and as well as Lynn um, for me meeting with her, you know, through Facebook. Take advantage of networking to everyone. Um, and I just hope everyone Absolutely. is inspired and educated and creative. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Uh, stick, stand by for the close of the show, and I'm going to give you a call after the show as well, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Oh, wow. That was, that was an amazing hour, and I can't believe how, how quickly this time goes, but you have been listening to a conversation with the amazing owner and operator of Ke- Everything Kia, LLC, Nakia Cook. On the journey, on journey into passion with the Nikkei S on Everyday Folks Radio. Um, just like, just like her, I like to have everything one-stop shop. So, the, um, some of the information that you heard us talk about, you will see on my Facebook page, Facebook.com/journey uh, into passion with the Nikkei S. So look for that. And I hope you've learned some things that will help you have a successful and prosperous financial future. And my final thought is just that a truly successful life comes with great freedoms. You cannot enjoy the success uh, if you're bogged down in debt. So a big part of success is the ability to do what you want when you want to do it because you have that kind of financial freedom. So begin your journey towards a debt-free life today and enjoy a very successful future. As always, you can catch up with everything uh, Everyday Folks Radio by going to blogtalkradio.com slash everydayfolksradio. Come back on Monday, April 17th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when I will have international best-selling author of Pain to Purpose, The Exodus, The Importance of Pain in Discovering Your Purpose, and the founder of Dreamers Marketplace, and her name is Roseanne Reed. She will be my special guest on a special date, which is this Monday, April 17th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I will also be coming back on the 22nd, next Saturday at 3 p.m., my normal day, to interview author and speaker Paul Lamar Hunter, who wrote No Love, No Charity, The Success of the 19th Child. If you are, if you are dealing with current circumstances that are holding you back, this is the show for you. Before I end the show, I would like to encourage my listeners in Georgia to get out and vote this Tuesday. If you are unhappy with the way things are, let your voice be heard. Don't forget that you can always stay up to date on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash journey into passion with Anike S, as well as my blog at anikemadison.com. Thank you so much once again for tuning in today. I, I really hope that you've been inspired. Each and every show, I want you to be inspired, especially during my inspiration, spirit, inspiration series this month, because I want you to be able to find things that will help you take 
take your life to the next level financially, with your education, with your health, whatever it is, it's time to take things up a notch and go to the next level and see where you can, see what you can become. Get, go after those dreams and, and go, to the, go to the highest of heights. There's no, there's no limits. You can just you can keep going and keep going until you find yourself soaring. And it can happen, and you just have to believe that. And that's a big part of the show. That's a big part of the reason why I bring these um, certain guests on the show is because they're giving you information that shows you that you can do that. And so I hope that that I hope that you're receiving that each and every show because it's it's extremely important. That that message is extremely important. Have a great and successful week, and I wish you great success on your journey towards your passions. Take care, and happy Easter. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.